This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello friends and welcome back to the podcast channel and if you're new around here, welcome to the channel for the first time and hopefully not the last time. Today what I'm going to be diving into with you is talking about conditional confidence and this was something that intuitively hit me the other week and I'd been sitting on it for a while because I wanted to also string in human design into the conversation as well but I'm first going to talk about it from a non- human design lens and then I can show you how it shows up through the embodiment or not of human design. So what conditional confidence means and this is something that I didn't see this somewhere else like this literally came to me where you know like conditional love or unconditional love that kind of thing conditional support versus unconditional support so like conditional confidence is essentially implying that the only time you'll feel confident is when you are in the right environment with the right people you have received the external validation that you deem correct for you to feel confident and so this confidence isn't actually coming from within it's not a conscious decision it's based off of conditions and the reason why I want to talk about this especially from a business lens is because I've really been connecting with a lot of entrepreneurs especially in the last few months who have just really journeyed through a lot of waves in their business where, for example, a good friend of mine, they hit multiple figures in 2020 and then last year was not the same case. Like they went through a lot of emotional processing and they didn't make as much money as 2020. And so what they shared with me was that they had experienced confidence and belief in themselves to be an effective coach based off the results that they had because they had a belief that their results were the reason why people were working with them. So I just thought that was really interesting because that's an example of conditional confidence. Whereas when you have X, then you will feel confident. And I've definitely seen this where I went through waves in my own business where it was like, oh my God, how can I call myself a coach if I'm not working with any clients? How can I call myself a coach if I have done launches or shared offers and I've had crickets and no one signed up? Like, who am I to be somebody who makes a difference unless I'm, you know, actually helping people and making an impact and making money? Like, I have no evidence. Why the fuck would I be confident, right? So I thought this was really interesting because this also ties into the, for lack of a better term, rat race to six figures, five figures, like the big numbers that we see in the online space, right? And they have definitely been glorified in the sense that, I mean, obviously I can't speak to it yet because I've, I've been very open. I've not yet had a five-figure month in my coaching business or yet hit six figures after three years which if you didn't know that you're probably like holy shit so the point is that does not define my confidence and how I show up and how I speak authentically because I decided that it was not going to be the thing that would do that for me like I'm being confident because I choose to be confident the external circumstances don't fucking matter doesn't mean that you know, if that's, those are things that you want and that they're going to cause a huge impact in your life, having more of that financial flow and so on, doesn't mean it's a bad thing to want that. But what I'm saying is that to really be someone who is empowered and who believes in themselves without being limited to their circumstances, that is priceless. And I acknowledge the privilege in that, how some people do not have access to the same resources to experience, you know, scaling quickly or like feeling confident because, you know, they might be dealing with mental health issues. They might have trauma from abuse. Like I'm not going to be a fool right now and pretend that 
there are not obstacles that can affect people and how they feel. And I also want to speak to everyone's greatness, no matter what circumstances they're in. So the reason why I wanted to bring in human design is because I really started to notice in my human design chart, I have, so I'm a 6-2 sacral generator, and I only have my G-center and my sacral defined. So what that means is the G-center has to do with self-identity and sense of direction, which is hilarious because if you look at how I speak and how I share, I am definitely someone <laughs> who knows where the fuck they're going and who the fuck they are. That is always consistently available within me. And having my sacral defined is really all about just being so, like when I get lit up by the things that I'm doing, like I can just go, like I can just go and I have this like really exciting warm energy about me where I'm going to lift other people up and just give them that energy, especially if I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Everything else in my chart is undefined or open. So I want you to imagine like all of your undefined centers, your gates, all of those spaces are like just clear glasses of where you can pour different flavors of juice. Like I want you to imagine different colors of juice that go into these these open centers. And each of those juices or flavored water, whatever you want, I want you to see colors though so you can see it visually if you're a visual person, there's a different flavor. And so what happens is when I go into certain environments where let's say somebody has a defined throat, I'm going to pick up on that energy and I'm going to mirror it back to them and I'm going to really get to experience that consistency of their tone and how they speak. But when I'm on my own, what happens is I'm going to have a lot more fluidity in how I express myself and it's more like I can be a chameleon to the people that I'm speaking with. So, you know, it, it's actually, it's quite a gift even though there's a lot of challenges to having a completely open throat where, you know, I just have this ability to like see and speak the truth and feel it within a room. Like I can pick up on that energy because that space is open. I'm going to feel that energy from the people around me. So what happens is that, for example, is if I were to be on the shadow side and not know how to process my own energy and notice that I'm out of alignment, use my authority, which is my sacral to make decisions and strategy and wait to respond, a conditional confidence can look like when I go on my stories or I write copy and I speak in a way that someone else speaks that has allowed them to be successful and then I'm going to be confident because I'm doing it in a way that will deem me results. That's an example of like conditional confidence. Like I'm not able to just speak my truth confidently on my own there's this belief that I have to be a certain way and pick up that energy from someone else in order to make an impact. And so this is something that I bring up, especially from an energetic perspective, because what can happen is, let's say, for example, and I've definitely seen this online, like people will sell themselves like pay to be in my energy, right? So then what happens is you go and you work with that coach or you go and you work with that entrepreneur, whatever it is that you're doing, you're in their energy. And let's say if you don't know that you have undefined centers and they have those centers defined and there's this scarcity energy around like, oh, you're going to become your best self in my energy. Like come and learn from me. I have what's missing. Like there's a scarcity tonality there. Then it can create a codependency, and then what that means is that, you know, you may only feel confident when you are with that person or in their energy because you're getting that energy that is not consistently available to you on your own. So this is where you see things like I shared how with the throat center, when you start to notice certain people who have worked with other people and then you see like, oh, their copy is like really similar or how they sell or how you know, the, the things that they value are like really similar and you can tell that it's coming from a place of inauthenticity, there's most likely this conditional confidence and this like picking up of someone else's energy and then they're like mirroring that out as if it's their own but it's not consistently available to them because it's not their energy and therefore it will be consistent in the way that it shows up in their business and how they show up as a person. 
So this is literally why understanding your human design can like change your fucking life. And it can literally allow you to show up in your business and your own energy. So, you know, one of the things that I've really been working on, I'm probably just going to talk a little bit about all the centers actually, just because I really love this topic right now. I have a completely open heart. That's my other center that's completely undefined. And most of the population has an either an undefined or open heart. So open means there's nothing de defined. There's no hanging gates. Undefined means that there's hanging gates. And then open means there's obviously no definition. So with the heart center, majority of the population does not have this defined. The heart center, or also known as the will center or the ego center, has to do with having willpower, having that consistent knowing within of your value, your integrity. It's very much from within and there's less influence from without, like without outside of you, for example, of what, what determines your worthiness, right? So I can see this in the industry, probably in any freaking industry, not even just the coaching industry, where there's a proving energy and I've totally caught myself doing this, so I'm gonna use myself as an example. So having an open heart means that I'm gonna have a lot of fluidity in terms of what I deem valuable. And so it really depends on the people I'm with, the environment I'm in, the things that I'm consuming, that's going to shift my experience of having the willpower to do things because it's, it's also a motor center, it's a motivational center as well. And really it's going to impact what I deem valuable. So again, like when there's that undefined space and you can change the flavors of your clear glasses of juice, right? Going back to that metaphor, there's going to be a lot of dynamic energy in there. And so I used to do things like, okay, I'm going to do this program and then I'm going to have all these bonuses and then I'm going to like have this price range and so on. And it was coming from this place of needing to prove myself because I didn't see my worth from within. What was happening is that my circumstances outside of me were determining my worth. The number of people who engage with the, you know, the launch material, the number of people who signed up, the number of people who, you know, ask questions or bought into it and so on. So again, this is another example of conditional confidence where it's like, okay, when I get that energy from outside of me and people are giving me the energy of like, I'm worthy and what I'm giving right now is enough, then I will feel confident, right? So it's really interesting because I've definitely now, when I feel myself being like, oh, I should throw in this, this, and this, I, I stop and I check in with my energy and I'm like, Kayla, you are the one that gets to decide what your value is, how much you're going to charge for something, what you're going to include in this offer. It's not based off of what other people are telling you because the biggest fucking thing ever is that value is subjective, okay? What I think is valuable, you may not think is valuable. What your parents think is valuable, you may not think is valuable. What society says is valuable, you may not think is valuable and vice versa. So value is subjective. So if value is subjective, then ultimately you might as well fucking choose what you deem valuable and the people who agree with you will be the ones that will want to work with you, right? So it's like this level of awareness and, and really looking at like, shit, this is how I can be responsible for myself and my energy. So that's another place that I've really noticed a lot of conditioning around like conditional confidence and even just like paying attention to how my energy really like picks up from this space. So the other places I'll talk about, my emotional solar plexus is undefined. I have the 36 and the 6 gate consciously hanging off of it. Those are also my conscious sun and earth. 36 is my conscious sun, 6 is my conscious earth. So what I notice with having an undefined emotional solar plexus is there's a real gift of really just being able to hold capacity emotionally for others if I'm being consciously aware of it. So for example, I really notice that when there's big world events going on, you know, we've had like lockdowns in my province or even down in the States when there's like the election happening or, you know, we've just, there's, there's big events going on in the world. Like I feel like I pick up that emotion and I like amplify and it can be really draining and it's hard to let go of because it's like, I'm, I'm receiving that from my environment. 
And so this is a little different in terms of one of the biggest things if you have an undefined or open emotional emotional solar plexus is to drain that energy, right? And the ways that I've done that are just through movement, you know, whether that's going for a walk, going to the gym, lifting weights, whether that is through journaling, whether that's through meditation, breath work, that kind of thing, like moving that emotion so that that flavor doesn't just sit inside of me and drain me because it's not mine. And so I think that sometimes that can be a really powerful thing is I, I mean, you can literally ask yourself this with any, any center, but asking yourself like, is this my energy? Is this really my energy? Because when I look at, you know, let's say when the 2020 election happened in the US and it was just like a complete uproar. And I mean, I'm up in Vancouver, BC, like I'm, you know, I'm not in the US, but it's just still like the energetic shift. I was like so drained and I'm like, okay, there's literally nothing wrong in my life. I'm not exhausted. I'm not exerting myself. Like it was a lighter time of the pandemic as well. And I was just like, and then all of a sudden I look at the news and I'm like, oh my fucking God, like this is what I feel. I feel the stress and this like out of control energy of like needing to alleviate this emotional pressure and the frustration. Like I could literally feel it from the collective. And so then that's when I get to be responsible for myself of like, okay, what am I going to do to drain this energy from me? Because it's not mine. And I think that this is so powerful when you learn about human design and 50% of the population will have their emotional center defined. So the fact that I don't have it defined is, you know, there's a 50% chance. It's around 50% of, of that happening or not, okay? So really paying attention to that where, let's say from a, a business perspective, I have definitely noticed that if someone, when I was lacking self-awareness or just before I really developed it, I was really paying attention to somebody's emotions. Because if you think about it, when you sell, you are selling a transformation. It's one thing to have a landing page and we have all the things that they're going to get, like this many calls, you know, WhatsApp group, this many modules, like this, 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 like very like checkbox type thing. It's one thing to do that. But really what sells is the emotional experience. Because when you think about it, the material things that we want in our life will have an emotional experience attached to them. And that is ultimately what people are seeking. But we, what we forget is that we, like I said, with the value thing, we add the value to those material things and then we decide, oh, I'm going to feel happy once I have $10,000, right? Some people might have $10,000 and be fucking miserable, right? Or they might be even happier than you. Like you just, or some people might just feel natural because they make that money and when they blink their eyes, like it's, you know, it's going to be a very different experience. So what I notice is that let's say if I'm out of alignment and I'm going and I'm consuming content of someone who is like really inspiring me and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so happy all the time or they're so positive, then that will suck me in to just want to stay in that energy instead of processing my own. So then there's like a spiritual bypassing experience, right? So like basically like toxic positivity is, is what it is without like, but self-inflicted, like not even that they are doing that to me as I'm choosing to be in that energy so that I can avoid my own negative emotions and spiritual bypass. And so I think that that is something that we see a lot is like we sell with our, emo- our emotions because as human beings, we are just emotional creatures. So I think that's something else to really watch out for is like, okay, whether it's positive emotions, negative emotions, like am I t- picking up the emotions of someone else and amplifying that and also like spiritually bypassing and again this can tie into the conditional confidence because it's like oh I will be confident when I'm like listening to their content and reading their work and getting into their energy and their emotions so I can feel that too right rather than being with yourself and your own energy and exploring that alone without needing that codependent experience so it's really interesting because I feel like as I'm recording this like I'm just like disempowering the undefined or open centers but like I'm literally speaking for myself the thing is like when when you have this openness there's there's a real ability to experience the different flavors of energy which gives a lot of wisdom that's why you hear that people who have a lot of undefined centers gates channels and so on like reflectors and and whatnot are just non-sacred beings like 
they're just going to have this wisdom because they get to try on all the hats, right? So I hope that as I share this, like I just think it's so important because I do see a lot of like codependency and just this unhealthy like energetic magnetism happening online and I think it's just important to address it. Like I'm just literally here to bring awareness to it. So let's move down into the root center. The root center, I have, I think I have six gates hanging off of it and it's open. Sorry, it's undefined. Root center is undefined. There's like six defined gates on there. And what this means is I've definitely noticed the shadow aspect for me where I've gone and latched onto certain timelines. So the root center has to do with like timelines, personal evolution, like having that, if you have it defined, you're gonna have that like internal pressure within you to to like take action and it's, it's another motor center. So it's really gonna be that motivational energy to like achieve, right? Drive and ambition. And so what I notice is one of the really big things that I bought into, especially when I started my business was like, oh, I'm gonna hit five figures as soon as possible. And then you hear, you have like the undefined heart in there. Once I hit that, then I have credit as a coach and I'm a great person that's going to help people. So I would take this, pick up this pressure that was unintentionally or intentionally being sold in the online space, like hit six figures in 90 days. Like I've literally seen programs like this, like it's absolutely wild. Or just like, even if you see this and I've definitely done this in past marketing unconsciously of saying within this amount of time you will achieve these specific results or have this kind of transformation and that's like a that's like a root center like pressure right it's like oh you're going to do this in this amount of time and so the reality is everyone's pressure will be different like just because you have it defined doesn't mean you're going to have the exact same pressure experience like really it's going to matter how your entire chart is defined so in the root center, I really picked up the energy of like, okay, I'm going to like achieve this in this amount of time and then X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And again, this just goes to show conditional confidence. Kayla, once you achieve this in this amount of time, that means this. And therefore, I will be confident, happy, feel like I can breathe easier, feel more success, right? So really paying attention to this, this magnetic effect that happens energetically when we pick up this energy from the collective from other people and so on and so one thing that i've really had to do and it's interesting because so gate 52 which is also my culture sphere in gene keys gate 52 is in the root it's unconsciously hanging and this is also in my unconscious jupiter where that gate the shadow is stress the city is stillness and the gift is restraint. So this is an energy that I've really been contemplating because this has allowed me to embody stillness so that I slow the fuck down and I literally trust my own timeline and I give up this pressure of needing to achieve certain goals in certain amounts of time. And I really want to emphasize that who says that you have to achieve specific goals by specific times. Like if you actually look at that concept of creating goals, like it can be healthy because yes, it'll instill motivation. But ultimately, when we desire something for a specific reason, there's always going to be the law of contrast where we want that thing to avoid another. So for example, when I'm feeling this pressure in the last three years of my business of like, okay, I want to hit, I want to hit five figures, I want to hit six figures, and then you know, I'm going to blah, 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 whatever it is. And that is painting the picture of me wanting to get away from the feelings of like, okay, I'm not yet successful. I'm a failure. I don't have results yet. How can I sell if I don't have results? I need to like move on from this so that I can get away from these feelings of not feeling good enough. Right? So it's, it's very interesting when I start looking at my chart and I can see the gifts there because these shadows have taught me to slow the fuck down, to give up this pressure from the industry to notice that that pressure is not mine. It's not mine. I'm not responsible for it. What I'm responsible for is my energy and my vastness and my openness that I have. So let's move on to the spleen. Again, another undefined center of mine. The spleen, I only have gate 48, which I just remember the shadow is the, is a gate of 
or sorry, the shadow of inadequacy. And it's funny because even though this is unconsciously defined for me, I definitely feel how the fear literally of inadequacy is something that has definitely driven me to get a lot of education in terms of getting resources, getting like 11 plus certifications related to coaching. It's definitely drove me to do that. And it's funny because, you know, it's not, obviously it's not connected to the root, but naturally that root pressure, if it was connected, would be pushing that pressure into the spleen to generate security and safety and to pay attention to how to survive, right? And also like intuition as well. So having it undefined, what I've noticed is I would buy into the narratives of like, once you have like X, Y, and Z, then you will feel secure. Like more money means security. More money means like, you know, you're going to have this worthiness. So again, that still ties into the open heart. But, you know, more money means that you're not going to be fearful of not having money. Oh, I feel fearful because I don't have the money I want to have. Well, if I have more money, then I won't, ha- I won't have fear, right? So picking up this narrative from the online space and really like, thinking, okay, so once I have security and once I have done the things to avoid the fear that I feel in this center, then I will feel safe, right? So definitely paying attention to that as well as like selling security because here's the thing, and this is something that I was really thankful for that I, that I learned. I saw it somewhere and I wish I could give direct credit, but I can't. I'm just going to say I didn't come up with this. When we see online where people say, oh, I'm creating a safe space for my clients or for this or for that, a safe space is subjective. What I may feel safe about, somebody else may not feel safe about. So that's the thing that I think is really important is that having that center undefined when I when I pick up the energy or I'm reading things that are implying security and safety and overcoming fears and so on, it's like, okay, Kayla, like pay attention to how you're picking up this energy. Like, are these your fears and your version of security or are you believing this? Are you allowing your intuition to be influenced by this, right? So again, this can still tie in to the conditional confidence because then if I'm playing into and absorbing what other people think is secure and safe, but I don't actually resonate with that, I'm just going to have this false sense of security because I'm doing what other people are doing and they feel good doing it, therefore I should too. So really interesting to continue like analyzing the influence of this, this, of this like magnetic energy when you have defined versus undefined centers. So let's move up into the Ajna. So the Ajna is completely open for me. And the Ajna is where you will, oh my God, this is such a good one. I'm actually so excited for this. Okay, side note, sorry. (laughs) The Ajna is where you create your beliefs and your perceptions. So for me, having it completely open, the, the pro side of this is ultimately that I will have the ability to hold multiple perspectives at once. I'm going to have a lot more fluidity in terms of how I believe and how I see things, how I bring things together. Like this is like an unbelievable space to have open for brainstorming and thinking of things, okay? However, let's say if I'm out of alignment, one of the big things is seeking certainty. So it's really easy to go into the online space and let's say read or consume content or just be influenced by other business owners in terms of what they're selling, what they believe, what their perceptions are. And then if I'm uncertain about myself, my capabilities, if my beliefs are you know, going to make an impact, if I share them, if I have that connection into the throat, which I don't, so that's very fluid as well, then I will easily take on the beliefs and the perceptions of other people. And then what happens is, let's say, you, and you'll see this. This is where you start to see when people have the, the head and ajna undefined and the throat, they will start to channel the beliefs and perceptions of the people that they consume from. And so it's not really their beliefs. It's not their authentic experience of how they think, what they perceive, and where their ideas come from. Right. So it's like so interesting to consider when you have the center undefined or open, like you get to have fluidity in how you speak and how you think and how you believe. Right. So when I look at my content now compared to this time last year, it is 
very different. <laughs> Was not talking about human design at this point, yet alone like I'm sure that there's things that I believe and think now that are 100% going to contradict or completely contrast what I used to think and believe. But that's the beauty of being undefined is this fluidity, right? The last center that I have undefined is my head center. I only have gate 61 unconsciously hanging out. Actually, it might be conscious. I can't remember. It's just hanging out by itself. So we've got that little guy up there, completely open ajna, completely open throat, right? So there's a lot of openness there, very airy, okay? And having an undefined head is another pressure center in the body, okay? So this is where your ideas and information come into your head and there's like this want and need to answer questions and to find the answers to questions. So let's say when you have it defined, what happens is there's going to be a consistency and I think only 30% of the population have this defined because there's only three channels that go up into the head so it's less likely to be defined. If you have your head defined, you will also have your Ajna defined. Anyways, side note. With having an undefined head, and actually this is funny, I didn't mention this before, I forget, which is kind of ironic, and I didn't know this until recently. When you have an undefined or open head, it's it's like, it, it's very common for ideas and things to come to you and then just like fall out of your head because there isn't this consistent way of processing information. And I thought that was so funny when I found out because it's true. I don't recall specific details of things. And you could say that's a weakness, and, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm forgetful. Like, I'll remember, like, the vast, broad aspects of things. But if you, like, let me tell you a very specific example. If you want to talk about social studies in high school where I need to remember dates, times, names, forget it. I was so bad at that. So, I like math, and you do math, and then you do, like, you know, equations, and you need to remember certain you know, ways of writing out equations, like forget it. Like I just literally could not do it. It was not my strength whatsoever. If you want to sit down and have a conversation again about ideas and concepts, seeing things differently, just because of that openness between the Ajna and head, that is where the strength comes. Okay, so that's the pro. The con, and actually I'll, I'll share a little bit about this as well. The con is that the environment or the people, if I don't trust myself and I don't have the ability to sit with uncertainty with my Ajna and I feel the pressure to find answers, then it's like you take on, you know, the, the problems and the questions of others or the environment and you want to solve them to relieve that head pressure, right? Or it might be an overwhelming experience of ideas and inspiration from the environment. So again, I've definitely noticed with conditional confidence, so Actually, and I could talk about this with the Ajna too. If I'm not trusting my own beliefs and I take on the beliefs of someone else, that's going to give a conditional confidence because it's like, oh, they're certain, so I could be certain. But really, it's just their energy mirrored inside of me. And then with the undefined head, being overwhelmed to be on social media, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I don't follow anyone on Instagram. I have zero followings on Instagram. And the reason why I did that is because I was so overwhelmed with the content on social media it was too many ideas it was just like constant ideas like oh my god I could do this I could do this I could do this and then my sacral is like fired the fuck up responding to all these things when I don't need to be responding to all these things and and so I had to set that boundary with myself but you know I would say before I had this awareness the the conditional confidence would come from like oh my god I have so many ideas and I'm just going to respond to all of them and I'm and then I'm going to take action and I'm going to do this this and this and because I have all these ideas then you know I'm confident because I know what I'm doing right so there's a little bit of ajna tying into that as well so what I've done is really set boundaries with Instagram that's where I show up the most where I unfollow everyone I always clear my search so that when I click the search bar, I don't have like a bunch of accounts to click on to go and start looking at their stuff. I will delete Instagram off my phone if I find that I'm like on it too much. I delete Instagram off my phone like multiple times a week and I notice it where I delete it and then let's say I'm like doing something mindless and then I'm like, oh, like I want to like go on my phone and go on Instagram, but it's not on my phone. So I'm like, wow, like look at your addictive, like undefined head searching you know, for just distractions and whatnot, right? So I've had to set those boundaries with 
myself. And one of the things that you can do that I discovered, and I'll just get you to Google it because I don't remember the whole thing. If you change your phone settings, because you know how your phone's very colorful, right? And like the brain loves colors. So if you go into your settings, and I think it's in display, and there's a color option in there, just Google it after you listen to the episode, you can change your phone to grayscale. And when you do that, your whole phone goes black and white. And it's literally the most demotivating experience ever. I did this the other day and I was like, wow, this is amazing for my undefined head. Like, I'm just not inspired. I don't want to look at my phone. It's, it's not distracting. I Like, all the icons look the same. So, the and I noticed how present I became with my phone because I had to actually look for Instagram in my little organizational pockets on my phone. I had to look for things rather than it being so automatic. So it's really interesting when, you know, you start to understand yourself energetically and you notice what your influences are. You notice the codependencies. You notice where you pick up energy from and how it influences you showing up as you. So I just wanted to kind of share that tip to sort of throw it into the end here. But I just really... I'm really just so into this whole shadow work lately of like radical self-acceptance, like really looking at how the shadows show up and how they teach you and me, like teach us how we're designed to show up. Like you can probably tell through my sharing that I'm somebody that will have to set a lot of energetic boundaries with myself because of my openness. Whereas before I would just allow a lot of codependency and I would just start mirroring my environment rather than like really just showing up as myself. So then what happens is because I have these ways of processing my emotions, like, you know, getting myself off of social media, you know, really being aware of like deciding my own timeline, like all of these things, when I keep those centers clear and I have that awareness of my energy, my defined G center and sacral show up so powerfully like in full fucking alignment because everything is clear and so this is the beauty of this work because when I show up like that that's when I get to make the biggest impact so I really hope that this this episode is so much longer than I expected but I really hope that this was helpful for you today and I'm really curious to know I think before I wrap things up I'm just going to share oh no I can totally share about this I'm going to talk about the undefined G center and sacral for the beings that are not sacral beings, which I know I have lots of projectors that like to tune in. So when you have an undefined sacral center, actually, I'm going to talk about two things with the sacral. Before I talk about the undefined sacral, I'm going to talk about this. The defined sacral, something that I learned from Eden's coaching certification program for human design, SSCC, was she talked about the agenda issue with the sacral. So if you are a generator or manifesting generator, you can probably attest to this. And also, I still think that this agenda issue can apply to like any center or just anything in general, but it's still really impactful when I share this with you. So the sacral, the agenda issue, what I've noticed is, and I can see how my undefined centers would play into this, where... Actually, this is such a great example. Okay, so I get inspired. I'm on I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, my undefined head is like picking up on all these ideas. And then I'm like, ooh, ah. And I'm like responding. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take action on creating this kind of container. And I'm going to do this, this, and this. I love the way that they like launch. That totally resonates with me. If I do it this way, if I do it this way, then I will probably get these results. Yes, this is a fuck Yes what happened in that little string of excitement that I just said to you was it came from a place of agenda because I got excited for a specific result. It was not coming from a place of abundance or pure joy. It was coming with the the agenda of I'm going to do this in order to. So this has really been something that I've been contemplating because when I go and I create something or I launch something, I'm like, am I, am I really excited about this? Or am I doing this price point because it's cheaper than so-and-so and and I think people will resonate and they'll probably buy into it? Or am I going to do this kind of launch because I think if it's it's open longer, then more people are going to sign up or they're going to have more time to think about it so then they're less likely to just bail and not sign up, right? Like I literally always look when I'm with my sacral, what am I saying yes to? 
and it literally has to be like the one thing at a time like the one stepping stone like the universe gives me something to respond to is this a yes or no i put the stone down in front of me and i start building the path in front of me one stone at a time and this is like such a good metaphor for sacral beings who have that as an authority as well right so when this center is undefined what i find is that i mean so about 65% of the population will have it defined. The rest are undefined. That's manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. They are going to be... The thing is, actually, first of all, with the defined centers, already this whole concept of doing things for pure joy is not consciously promoted in the world. Like, especially in the corporate world, it's like the more you do, the better. Like, root and sacral overdrive to the max and satisfaction is falsely placed on how much you achieve like more effort means more results so the more out of aligned the sacral beings are the more negative impact is going to happen on the non-sacral beings who are meant to guide and mentor the sacral beings reflectors projectors manifestors are literally meant to guide okay and so when we're out of alignment, sacral beings, and we're fucking burnt out, we're doing all these things that we're, that we're not loving, what do you think the non-sacral beings are going to do? They are going to experience that energy, and they're going to get stuck doing shit they don't want to do, and then they don't even have consistent access to that energy, so then they're going to get stuck in overdrive, they're going to burn out faster than sacral beings, and then they're going to go into their not-self theme. So the undefined centers are really designed to help the sacral beings like not value work and effort and doing shit with 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 being worthy or being valuable or being impactful like we need the projectors to see and penetrate deeply into systems and understand them so that they can guide people on how to use them effectively we need reflectors to be the ones that reflect the integrity of the collective or the environment or the community or the people that they're with back to them so that those people can address themselves and realign themselves. We need manifestors to use their voice and their initiation and their informing strategy to lead the collective to where we've never been before because they are here. They're the cutting edge of like trailblazing. So when the sacred beings are out of alignment then that's going to fuck the rest of the collective, okay? <laughs> no big deal not to, like, cast a big cloud over our little party here, but I'm just telling it to you straight. This is why human design and understanding your energy is so fucking important because it puts us back into personal responsibility and really understanding the ripple effect that we have on the collective as an individual person and how every single person is is empowered to be in alignment you're designed to be in alignment so that we can all literally thrive together no big deal okay so i want to talk about the g center define g center so i can obviously speak to that i i'm someone who it doesn't matter if i'm like in the dumps and i'm like the eye of the storm of like a complete shit show in my life it doesn't matter i will literally always know who i am and where i'm going even like years ago before I started my coaching business and it was just a little seedling of an idea. I was like, I could see, I could see it happening. There wasn't a doubt. It was more of the how that was messing me up mentally. So that is something the defined G center is going to have that consistent energy from within. The other thing is, you know, we also talk about being the magnetic monopole where you will attract the things that you are an energetic match to. And if you have it undefined, what that means is that the way that you attract these things to you will be different. It'll be more fluid than somebody who has it defined. It does not mean that you're not magnetic. That's just not the case. Even if you have a completely open G, you are still magnetic. The other thing that I think is really important, so this is where like a, let's say like the toxicity shadow side can come in. Somebody who has a defined G to the people who are undefined or open, if they, if they could really project their identity, who they are, their way of doing things, like their sense of direction to be the way. And what happens is that people who are undefined or open are going to could pick up on that if they don't trust their own fluidity or they're not aware of the influence that their environment or the people have on them 
you know, as a person and their identity, then that's when we start to see, you know, like copycats on the internet. We see people literally being like other people because they are absorbing this energy of someone else's identity and showing up as that to have conditional confidence. <laughs> literally coming back to this nine times today, okay? This is so important. And I feel like, I feel like there could be a method here. If you ask yourself, you're doing something, tapping into your authority and your strategy, and you question, you're like, okay, do I really feel confident because I'm embodying my own energy or do I feel conditionally confident because I'm actually mirroring someone else's energy of like who I'm consuming from or who, who I've invested in or whoever I'm working with? Like that will just like put you back into check and get you back into alignment. And then if it's a yes or no, then you can from there go back into your authority and strategy and start to do things how you're designed. So one of the things that I really, I have like, so much compassion for the undefined open G and my boyfriend is a 6'3 splenic projector and he has his head and eyes undefined and then he has his root and spleen defined so my G and sacral like we just have we have eight out of nine centers defined when we are doing it when I do a connection chart with him so what I notice with the undefined G is like it's true like this this Sometimes I find people are very nomadic. They love traveling because where you go is where you sample that energy, like coming back to the juices. Like every time you go to a new country, a new city, a new province, whatever it is, you're going to experience a different flavor within your G-Center, right? And, you know, these might be people who have tried a lot of different sports or, you know, changed their style a lot or have just really resonated with certain types of methods for personal growth or they go to other ones or they play different sports and so on like for example with the undefined g i have played i played rugby for 17 years i tried a lot of different sports up to that point it was like such a trial and error thing for me to do up until the age of 14 when with being a 6-2 i was like a technically a 3-2 at that point I played literally every single sport under the sun. And then it was 13 when I started playing rugby. And I played from like 13 until basically the age of 30. And I was so consistent with that. Meanwhile, my boyfriend, who has an undefined G, he he does hockey, golf. He was into CrossFit. He's into bodybuilding. You know, he did triathlons. Like he's literally done all the things. And that's just a prime example of somebody with an undefined G. Different activities, different things that you literally identify with. And I think that, you know, for example, the self-projected projectors, when you are, like, when, if you're self-projected and you are really looking at, like, does this feel like me? Like, you have your G-Center defined, so you're really going to be looking at, like, comparing and contrasting, does the current environment feel and resonate with me so there's a there's a difference there right but when the when the g center is undefined it's like oh do i resonate with this environment like does this when it when i allow this energy within me like does this feel good to me right so there's there's definitely a difference there and i think that you know, the undefined G is really just an opportunity to allow yourself to be fluid, allow yourself to be self-expressed. And I wrote this in one of my posts recently on Instagram, but I was just sharing how the undefined G is like such a beautiful example of the experience of those in the LGBTQA plus community who they have all this fluidity and how they identify with their sexual orientation or, you know, their their identity in general or not having an identity like that is like a literal example in real life of an undefined g and if you look at it there's not up it's getting better but we're not quite there yet there's not enough support from society on being fluid with identity and the reason why is because fluidity means is I don't like to use the word inconsistent because there's like stigma there, right? But fluidity is technically inconsistent. Inconsistent is associated with instability. Instability is associated with not being safe. That freaks the ego the fuck out. So that's why with 
an undefined G or even just, you know, if you're somebody who has a fluid identity sexually or whatever it is, there's a stigma around like, oh my God, it's not consistent. It's not safe. But like, what the fuck? (laughs) Who says that you can't be who you want to be? Society. Or we also can impose that limitation on ourselves. So that's why I'm bringing this up with the undefined G centers, like really paying attention to you get to decide how you're going to sample your environments. And I think one of the most powerful things you can do is looking at the people that you spend the most time with, you will mirror them. If they don't have a strong identity and they're not sure of themselves, they don't know the direction that they're going, maybe they're people who struggle with drug addiction or just not healthy behaviors, you may notice that you take on those identities and those behaviors. So this is, I'm just sharing this to bring awareness to you so that you can really be able to fully embody yourself and give yourself the permission to be fluid with your G-Center and just trust like pivoting directions in careers or relationships or, you know, the things that you resonate with. Like you're allowed to change your mind. It's basically what it comes down to. And even when you have your G-Center defined, like, yes, I'm allowed to change my mind too. And I don't change my mind that often. I definitely notice that compared to my boyfriend who's like changes his mind all the time. He gets excited about new things that he's trying and it's probably the three line as well in his profile, but that's just to give you a contrast example. So this, again, this episode is so freaking long. And if you listen to the end, I'm really excited that you did. And I would really love if you can just reach out and share with me your experience of listening to this. And I want to know if it resonates because this is how I want to speak about human design. I don't think I'm going to be a human design teacher. I'm not going to be somebody who's like, this is what the gates are. These are what the centers are. I want to talk about human design from this like visionary perspective and just how you can apply it to your life and your business from, I don't want to say layman terms, but relatable where it doesn't have to be like elite language and I'm using very specific jargon, right? And I think this is such a 6-2 thing for me to do is like, okay, we're just going to take this to the next level, okay? So really excited that you're here, really thankful that you listened. And I really also just want to emphasize, if you can take a moment, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple, and just give this episode or give the channel five stars, that makes a massive difference for this podcast channel. And me getting seen and being able to share more of this content, like, or even just leaving a couple sentences in a review, like actually means so much to me. And when you share this, the episodes and you tag me on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you are, literally lights me up. Like these things make my day. So I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Make sure you subscribe. I'm gonna have so many great episodes coming out this year and I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will chat with you in the next episode.